So welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley, and today I have the privilege and honor of interviewing Vanessa McNeil, who is a female documentary director, filmmaker. She has a lot of great accomplishments, which we will talk about later on in the interview. But Vanessa, first of all, thank you for being with Thanks. us. So glad to have of you course. on the show. Likewise. Yeah, for sure. So first off, tell us a little bit about you and how you got into making films. Ooh, that's a good question. So I probably started this filmmaking journey a couple of years ago. I was a senior mm -hmm. in college and I got to this place. Um, I'm a survivor of sexual violence and trauma and child abuse, lots of things. And I just got to that point senior year in college where I was ready to share my story. So I reached out to two filmmakers mm -hmm. that I knew and I was like, I'm just ready. I obviously want to do it for healing purposes, but I know that I have a bigger calling and a bigger purpose to share my story too. So I did that yeah. really, um, there's like a domino effect and just doing more films about sexual violence and sharing stories about men and sex trafficking. So yeah. That's awesome. So what's been your favorite documentary to make thus far? I know you have one grid shot mm -hmm. coming out, but out of the other two, which one was your favorite? I really have to say grid shock. It is the biggest production really? I've done the biggest scope of work we interviewed 27 people it's wow. like huge in size compared to what I've done before mm -hmm. and the impact has just been so big so I'm most proud and excited for this one and for those April. Who don't... okay April I know it's this yeah. year which I'm excited to check it out and watch it um mm -hmm. for those who may not know just a little bit about the storyline and the premise of the documentary tell us a little bit about it Yes, so Grid Shock is a documentary about sex trafficking in Iowa. And mm -hmm. sex trafficking happens in every state, every city in the U.S. And it's basically a form of modern-day slavery where people are being bought and sold against the world for sex. Mm -hmm. And people are living in, and existing in our communities, and we have no idea that they're being trafficked. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just wow. so... The, the I can't think of any any crime worse than this and yeah. aside from like the nature and severity of it I was just surprised that people didn't know about it so when I found wow. out about it I was like I really need to to share this story mm -hmm. that's really cool and and you know what um I was watching I think it was a feed video of yours or an IGTV episode where you were talking about how after you guys filmed all of this you had to take a break away from work just yes. to get yourself emotionally, life. mentally. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I took six weeks off when I was done. And wow. a lot of it was just like spending time at home and just mm -hmm. kind of, I will never be who I was before I started this project. Like wow. it completely changed the way that I saw life. My reality mm -hmm. has shifted the way I view relationships or interactions like I'm questioning things that I never questioned before and just mm -hmm. to know like for you know for for trafficking for instance there has to be a buyer like it's a supply and demand mm -hmm. industry so yeah. to know that the buyers are 30 to 50 year old statistically the 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 um average buyer profile is a 30 to 50 year old merry white man Wow. tells me that there's probably people in my network or my circle that I know um, mm. that are doing these things. So it makes you think and you'll never, and I, and I will never go back to where I was before. Yeah. That's so wild to think. I cannot wait to watch it. Um, Thank you. I'm really interested in learning more about things that I don't understand or that I haven't experienced so that I have mm -hmm. 
better empathy for people that have gone through it, but also just greater awareness in my day-to-day -day life in greater ways that I can help protect the people that I love and maybe didn't, didn't realize that maybe they were actually in danger. And I could have, if I would have just asked a question or mm. really looked at a certain situation, you know, but I want to ask you, what do you wish people knew about victims of sexual violence that they don't really realize? Or what's one way that we can be of help if we want to step in and encourage people or just mm. be of a in this process for, for other people that have experienced that? I think that people have to know that like sexual violence, no matter the severity, no matter the type, it is a guilt and shame inducing experience. Mm -hmm. Like it changes who you are, it, like changes almost everything about you. So when yeah. people, so when people come out and share their stories, there's so many people like questioning and blaming and shaming mm -hmm. them and it just adds to this culture of secrecy and yeah. blame and i think mm -hmm. that the most helpful thing that people can do when someone comes forward is say that i believe you and like it yeah. is not your job to be an investigator like that's the most like sure. that's a great thing like we don't have that burden to be investigators so we shouldn't be asking like guilt or shame inducing questions or like, we yeah. just have to be there for people and be like, what do you need from me? Like, that's all we mm. need to do in the, be right. in the beginning. That's really good. Um, specifically about your story, Vanessa, mm -hmm. um, you know, only, of course, only share what you feel comfortable, but what is your story of sort of being a survivor of sexual violence, but also too, like, and then what happened that, how did you gain the courage to share your story? How, how did that freedom come to you where you had the courage to help somebody else and speak out about it? Yeah, so um, when I was three or four, I was sexually abused by people in my family. My sister molested me, a lot of cousins molested me. Um, wow. And then when I was 15, I was sexually assaulted in a college prep program. So a, wow. a, a boy in my program, we were on like a summer trip and he was able to get access to my hotel key card when I wasn't paying wow. attention. And he came later mm -hmm. in like the early hours of the morning or evening, whatever, and um, assaulted me. Um, mm -hmm. And going, th I was like 16, 15, 16, going through the lawsuit with the college. Um, wow because they were negligent and not what like we were minors like you should have been watching you should have had people yeah. to make sure that they weren't coming out of their rooms um so I think that it's been a super long process for me it's taken so many years to to have the voice that I have and yeah. it and it's not like it it's never ending I think mm -hmm. that healing isn't linear and there are times where I struggle and mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't done any work whereas there are other days when I'm like I feel like I've conquered this like mm. healing isn't linear, no matter like what the experience, the trauma is. And that's, I think I'm always finding my freedom. And I think yeah. that when I'm eight years old and my hair is gray, like I'm still going to be mm. talking about this work and I'm still going to be finding my voice and my freedom because someone, several people took things from me that I didn't give permission to give away. And mm. so every day I'm fighting to take that back for myself. Mm. It's just so powerful, Vanessa, and I applaud you for what you've gone through, but also the stance you've taken to be Thanks. a voice of encouragement for people that have gone through stuff like that, and also an activist uh, making people aware 
um, totally. so that things like this don't continue to happen. Um, but I also know that you were recently married, and yeah. I love seeing the pictures of you and your <laughs> husband. You guys are so cute, so yeah, cute. I want to know, like, how did you guys meet? Yeah. I know you just got married recently, and just the beauty of this marriage in light of yeah. everything you've been through. Tell us about that. So I met Sam when we were in college, um, mm -hmm. when he had just got his master's degree, and I was still working on mine. And then he moved to a different city. And so we tried the relationship thing in the beginning and it was a joke because we were both a hot mess and like we just weren't <laughs> ready. We weren't yeah. like fully sprouted. Um, okay. But we kept in contact and we became best friends over the course of the next year. So when um, it was like around the time when I was um, graduating with my master's, um, wow. he really came into my life and I was ready then. And so, yeah, the rest was That's history. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. When you spoke at TED Talk, um, mm -hmm. tell us about that experience. How did that opportunity yeah. come about? And how was that for you? So I spoke, I spoke in two TED Talks. I spoke in one where I talked about sex trafficking. And then mm -hmm. I spoke in another one where I shared a more like personal, my uh, personal story surviving sexual violence, but talking about like the power of storytelling. And both mm. of those experiences were so cool. They were like within one month of each other. So I was like, really? oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, wow. But it was amazing. And to be able to share that story, those stories on such a big platform was really awesome. And did, for TED Talks, I don't know how they work, but did they discover your film oh, yeah. somewhere? Or did you like apply or something? Well, for one, so there's like a way, if you go to like the TEDx website, you can kind of see like where, like, where people are starting starting them okay. and for some of them you can reach out and say hey put me on your list to think about the, ne the next two years um, awesome. so I did that for one and then the other one they just reached out to me and they were like hey we've gotten your name so do you want to do this and yeah. I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like heck yeah I want right? to do it yeah that's really really cool um I also want to ask you about a recent uh, episode you did on Instagram about anxiety because you said a lot of your audience was asking you questions yeah. about that. Um, what are some things, you know, maybe even give a little recap of that video. Sure. I know a lot of maybe people haven't watched it yet. I do recommend you go and watch. You have really great content, by the way. Thank you. Really great content. I'm working on yeah. it. Yeah, it's really good. So share a little bit about just anxiety and, and tips you would give for people going through that. So as a recap, I was saying that like anxiety, I think most people stress about like the future. So mm -hmm. it's um, worrying about a future now moment. Like mm -hmm. there is now, there is only right now, like we can't go back and we can't go forward. So all there is is now. Um, yeah. So to even like tell yourself it's a future now moment is kind of trippy. But also I always tell myself, no matter how I feel, remember what I know. So if mm. I have anxiety about a speaking engagement or meeting someone, I'm like, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter like what is happening here, I know mm. that I'm confident. I know that I have a purpose. I know that whatever the no's are, I focus yeah. on those because our feelings are temporary That's and they good. can change. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to know, like I have control over my feelings are temporary. They can change. Um, and then Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I was dropping knowledge about. I can't remember. <laughs> That's okay. That was a good, that was a good key right there. Um, but I appreciate you sharing that. And um, overall, Vanessa, I, I just was, I'm really inspired by you because of everything that you're doing. Like you're so young, but you've accomplished Thanks. so much. 
Like, how old are you? I just turned, or 25, yeah. That's incredible. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. And the quality of your work is so good. Like, just watching the trailer for Grid Shock, it's so good. Like, I'll post about it, and I'll put links in the um, replay of this later on. But I really am inspired by your work. And I was telling my sister, I'm like, yeah, I'm interviewing this. She's a female filmmaker, and she's done these documentaries. <laughs> she's been on Ted Talk. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, it is. Really amazing, you know? So keep up the good work, and you're Thank so you. inspiring. I can't wait for your uh, next documentary to come out in April. If people want to stay in touch with you and follow along in your journey, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, Instagram, Facebook. My website is vanessamcneil.com. Um, those are the main ones. Okay. Um, to learn and more about Gridshock, um, I would say follow my Instagram because I post about that a lot on there but also we have a website it's gridshockdocumentary.com and the film okay. will be available to um to purchase like a streaming license uh, mm -hmm. in April so I'll oh, be cool. posting the links to that so you don't have to be in Iowa for the premiere to watch it if you're not in Iowa which okay. most of the world isn't then yeah you watch that yeah. way yeah. Very cool. Vanessa, closing question. I like to ask all my guests is what's one piece of advice you give to other millennials who want to make an impact in their community? Hmm. I think that it's important that people not compare themselves to other people and feel less worthy. Like, Oh, I don't have anything important to share. I can't talk about anxiety because like 5,000 people are talking about it. Like each of us, was given a super divine specific purpose and we're all mm -hmm. equipped to do everything. And I also feel like it's important to share that people try to rush processes and they just like don't mm -hmm. want to do the work um, or they don't think that they'll ever get there. So I think people have to know that I say this to myself all the time, what is for me will always be for me. And if it yeah. wasn't, then it wouldn't, then it's not for me. I think Jake Cole just posted about that today, but I've been telling myself that forever. Like if it's yeah. for me, it'll always be for me. So I don't have to rush it. I don't have to have anxiety about it because it's already planned for my life. Right. Yeah. Right. That's powerful. What Thank is you. for me will always be for me. Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to take that. I'm going to use that for sure. Yes. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and just tell us your story and what you're up to. Um, yes. Again, I'm so inspired by you. I believe that 2019 you. is going to be your best year. I'm going to be watching closely <laughs> and liking everything, sharing everything, and just bless you and thank you for all you do for the community. So I appreciate oh, thank you. Thank you. Same to you.